Well, imagine that you are living on a large and beautiful island. And your home is on a magnificent stretch of beach that goes on for miles and miles. Sounds good today, doesn't it? (laughs) Life on the island is good, and most days you're happy there. From time to time, you've been able to explore the island, and as you've gone about, you discovered that there are different cultures because it's quite a large island. People speak different languages. But one of the things that the islanders all have in common is that the ocean surrounds them all. And over the years, there have been many discussions among the islanders about what might lie beyond the horizon. They look out over the ocean and they wonder what may be beyond, but nobody knows. Discussions haven't gotten very far, and frankly, many people are not that interested in what lies beyond the island because they have busy lives and they're perfectly happy here. Now, us islanders are all castaways. We're descended from castaways, and we are all here because some time ago, the original islanders were washed up on the island after a great disaster. It happened so many years ago that the islanders know little about it, or some of them nothing about it. And in recent years, there's been a growing movement among the islanders about whether there ever really was a shipwreck. They have put forth the idea that maybe we really are natural islanders and this has, this, uh, and that we have been here since the beginning of time and this is where we belong. These folks don't like the idea that we may have descended from castaways because it would mean that there is indeed something beyond the ocean, that something that we don't fully understand yet. It would mean that we are displaced and that we were never intended for the situation that we are in. And one thing that has worried everyone, though, is that at the center of the island is a high mountain, and there seems to be a crater at the top. Some say that it's a volcano, and from time to time, it has spit out some ash. But the horrendous scenarios spoken about by previous generations have never come to pass, so most people have come to the conclusion that they simply never will. Well, early one morning, you go for a walk on the beach, and you see a light reflecting off of something. And so your eye is drawn to it, and you go over and you discover that there is a green bottle laying there in the sand that's washed up on the shore. And you pick up the bottle, and you look inside, and there's a message in there. And the message says, help is coming. Strange, you think. I've never seen a bottle like this. And you think, what kind of help could I need on this island? A few weeks later, you're walking and and you find another bottle and the message inside says, help will arrive soon. 
That's really strange. Two bottles with the same message. Where could they have come from? Now your curiosity is aroused, and so you take more walks on the beach than usual, and you regularly go looking for bottles, and uh, sure enough, you find about a dozen of them all with the same message. Help is coming. Help is on the way. I am sending help. And you begin to become unnerved by your discoveries. You have a full and satisfying life. You have a wonderful family. But the bottles seem to suggest uh, that you and everyone that you love is in need of some kind of help. But you can't imagine what it is. So you talk to your neighbor, Bill, who takes a lot of walks on the beach. And you say to him, Bill, I've found some bottles. Have you ever seen any bottles on the beach? No, says Bill. Why would you ask? Well, over the last several weeks, I've found several of them, and they have messages in them, and the messages are all the same. And I'm beginning to think that someone is out there beyond the horizon and that they're sending messages. They're trying to communicate to us. They're telling us that we're in some sort of danger here and that we're, they're going to do something about it. Oh, says Bill, I think your imagination has run away from you. It's probably just some kids who have left some messages in a bottle. They're trying to play uh, a trick on you. But somehow you can't get the messages of the bottles out of your mind. Help is coming. That, that's a parable by Colin Smith. And I think the story of the islanders is helpful in understanding not only the season of Advent, but the story of the Bible in general. Um, like the castaways on the island, the Bible is telling us that everything is not as it's intended to be. That life here is not all that there is. And we're actually foreigners in a country that is not our home. You are created for God, created to know God, to be loved by God, to have a relationship with God, to spend eternity with him. But there's been this great disaster. Uh, sin has ruptured the relationship between God and humanity. And we found ourselves in a fallen world which, for all of its beauty is broken and need of restoration. And right from the beginning, God has promised that he will send help. Over hundreds of years in the Old Testament, he sent messengers that repeated the same story, someone will come and rescue you. And these messages appeared and they were given through the prophets, recorded in the Old Testament, messages like this one from Isaiah, this is chapter 42, verses 1 through 4. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on the earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope 
Uh, I like this scripture that uh, Stephen read earlier, another uh, prophecy about this coming one. Jeremiah 23, uh, 5 through 6 says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll raise up for David a righteous branch, a king, who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. God was letting his people know help is going to come. And even more, this Savior would not only rescue the Jewish people, but he would be a light to the nations. He would be a Savior for all of us. And over many years, God sent these messengers. And then the messages stopped. For many, many years, God was silent. Uh, There were no bottles on the beach, so to speak. And, and that blank page that you find between the last book of the Bible, Malachi, and the first book of the New Testament, uh, last book of the Old Testament, first book of the New Testament, Matthew, represents 400 years of silence when God was not speaking. It was a time of waiting. And the weeks that lead up to Christmas are called the season of Advent. It's a time of waiting which symbolizes the hundreds of years that the Jewish people were waiting for this Savior to come. Uh, It symbolizes our waiting for Jesus' return. It's a time of waiting for a Savior. And that's why we sing songs like, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. The Israelites, uh, you know, they must have wondered if God had forgotten them or if he'd given up on them. Uh, He seemed to have disappeared from the scene. But after hundreds of years of silence, at just the right time, God began to move. He began to act and to speak through messengers again, this time through heavenly messengers, messengers from the mainland. And their message was the same as the message of the prophets. The one that you have been waiting for is coming. The wait is over. Help is on the way. And these angels began to appear to uh, a priest named Zechariah, to Mary, to Joseph, and miraculous events began to happen. And it's a beautiful story. Uh, You all have heard it many times. It's a message of hope. And over the next few weeks, we're going to hear it in many ways. Uh, It'll be read in worship. Uh, You'll hear it through superheroes in the children's Christmas program through the cantata. Later in the service, we're going to hear the story in song and video. But before we hear the story, I I want you to go ahead and pull out your message notes, and we're going to look quickly at three reasons that the Christmas story is a message of hope. And the first is that you can know that God has not forgotten you. Uh, The Israelites had waited on God for hundreds of years to send a Savior. And at times it must have seemed that God was far off, that he had forgotten them. But yet we read in Romans 5, 6, that at just the right time, Christ came and he died for us. God's timing is perfect, and we don't always understand it or like it, uh, but he is working out his purposes in his time. 
And when we're waiting on God, the schedule that matters most is God's schedule. Uh, if the thing that you want to happen isn't happening, maybe it's not the right time. Maybe this job or this relationship or this experience or this place where you, uh, is where you need to be until the job or the relationship or the time is right for what God is preparing you for. Uh, sometimes we're waiting because we're going our own way and haven't turned to God for help. And I'm convinced that sometimes God allows people to hit bottom because that's at the point where they will finally seek God and look up and turn to him. Uh, he doesn't want anyone to leave here without a relationship with him. And so uh, that's what God's most interested. So sometimes he allows us to, to hit bottom. But sometimes God is just waiting for our circumstances to move over into the realm of the miraculous before he acts so that we'll know that it was God that did it. God seems to do his best work in the impossible situations. And I've put a, a thing down at the very bottom of your message notes there uh, inviting you if you're in an impossible situation in your life right now and you'd like someone to support you in prayer in that. You can just, uh, on the connection card there, on number three, just uh, check that box or write a note to me. And I'll pray with you throughout uh, the Christmas season. But the message of Christmas is that God has not forgotten us. He's moved in amazing ways to provide in the past, and he doesn't want you to give up hope now. And the prophecy that we read earlier is repeated in Matthew 20. It's about Jesus. And it's our memory verse for this week, so let's read it together. Matthew twelve twenty, A bruised reed he will not rake off, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Matthew twelve twenty. You are not forgotten. Help is on the way. You have a Savior that you can trust. And then the Christmas story is a message of hope because it reveals that God loves you and wants to be with you. And, you know, I was thinking about um, that story of uh, Forrest's dad needing the kids to wash his hands, wash his hand for him. And that has always kind of hit me here to just kind of picture, you know, a dad with his little kid washing his hand. And as Forrest was saying, John was a very resourceful man. I mean, he could chop wood like somebody with two hands or bake bread or uh, drive a stick manual shift car, you know. And I, as I was thinking about that this week, I was thinking, you know, I bet he could have figured out a way to wash his hand. <laughs> but he wanted to be close to his kids. And he loved that time, uh, that chance to... Uh, have that physical contact with them and that time to stand near them and talk to them and, and uh, to be near them. And God wants to be near his children. And all the way through scripture, he's continually making a way to be with people. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, right at the very beginning, we read that he would come and walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. In the book of Exodus, we see God bring the Hebrew people out of Egypt, and he wanted to dwell with them. So he has Moses create this tabernacle, a tent 
that he would come down and his presence would be there with them as they were traveling, you know, kind of like if you can imagine setting up tent next to God's tent, you know, what a great uh, uh, assurance that would be to know that God was right there. And the promise of scripture is the promise of God's presence. He's not a watchmaker God. He hasn't created the world and gone off and left it. He's continually drawing near to people. And the ultimate proof of his passion for closeness is God in a body. Uh, God as a baby wrapped in blankets and passed around and cooed over and clucked at and held and sang to and kissed. Emmanuel, God with us. In, in John 1.14 we read that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And Jesus' very last words to his disciples before he was taken up into heaven says, I'm surely I am with you always to the end of the age. God knows the importance of presence. And the Christmas story is a message of hope because it reveals that God loves us, that he wants to be with us, and that we're free to draw near to him. And then the message of Christmas is a message of hope because we have the promise of a Savior. Uh, For some of you, Christmas is a time of joy. Everything's going well with you. It's going great. And for others, um, things are not as you wish. Uh, You've lost a loved one or you have a health concern. You're not certain about the future. You're dealing with loneliness or depression or you have a child that you're worried about or there's something else that's weighing you down. Our God is a God who saves. Uh, He can be trusted. You can know that he has not forgotten you. You can know that he loves you. And you can know that he'll take care of you. That help is on the way. Someone is coming. Advent is about waiting for the Savior. God heard the prayers of the Israelites, and he hears the prayers of his people today. The communion table is our reminder of God's love for us, his presence, and his power to save. As I said earlier, we're going to hear the Christmas story over the next few weeks in many ways. But before we move to the communion table, would you watch and listen to the story in song? And be reminded that help is on the way.